and the mood was consistently jubilant. So where did they get this? And then uh, on the CBC and the CTV, they were reporting about uh, this right-wing narrative. Um, the CBC reporter was out there saying, oh, there's some, there's some protesters, they're clearly very angry. And I thought, well, I'm not seeing that. I'm down here. I worked for almost a decade as a foreign correspondent. And so I reported on war in the Middle East, plane crashes, earthquakes. I went to scenes and observed them and reported about what the people were saying. It's not that hard of a job, right? You know, intellectually, you're only producing 90 seconds worth of work at the end of the day. So I was doing the same thing there. I was seeing it. And, but somehow these reporters were not reporting what I was seeing. So I knew that there was a, something was wrong here. CTV the next morning had on a, a, a guy who represented some organization who had an opinion about two of the leaders of the truckers movement. I thought, well, why do they have that guy on there when their CTV offices are in the market? They're a hundred meters from Wellington Street where this is actually occurring. Why aren't they out there doing a live shot, which would have been their job, um, saying here we are why aren't they broadcasting from the front seat of a truck which technologically is dead easy i mean i used to do this stuff in the 90s and we could handle it then it was the gear was bigger but you could do it so why weren't they going outside looking and seeing with their own eyes which is reporters what they're supposed to do which their assignment is instead they were staying inside almost as if they were looking up on google what was happening out their window <laughs> instead of looking so why isn't that? I, I still don't really know why, but I know that it's true. I know that what I saw, and I know that uh, I'm a professional at observing, and, but you don't have to be a professional to look and see. So you didn't talk. see any homeless people being robbed of their food? Uh, I'll tell you, I, I, I spent a lot of time going back and forth to the, to the truckers convoy um, center, and I had to pass a homeless shelter every time I walked by there, and I didn't see any of that. Um, it may have occurred when I wasn't there, but it certainly wasn't the main story that these tiny little incidents, if they were real, became the only story as opposed to a minor incidental sidebar was fairly extraordinary. That, so what they were doing, they had a predetermined approach to the story and they were going for that predetermined approach reality be damned we're going to tell this story and the notion of i saw the terry fox statue with a canadian flag draped on his shoulders and he's the, the bronze statue he's kind of running his hands are like this and someone had put a sign on it that said end of mandates or something like freedom you know some you know on message saying and I thought, wow, they've turned, Harry, they've turned Terry Fox into a hero. They put a Canadian flag cape on him. The language was desecration of the Terry Fox monument. I think that as a journalist, desecration, to be accurate with the word, requires them breaking it somehow, throwing paint on it, perhaps, knocking it on its side. This would be desecration. What they did was hang a, fla a flag on his shoulders that came off... There was no desecration. There was no permanent damage to that. And it was no, there was nothing derogatory about 
what they did to Terry's statue at all. 